going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the, of the Breaks Radio. I am one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, a.k.a. the Content King. I am joined by the first lady of the Breaks, Miss Mary Almonte is in the building. What's going on? Bow down, bitches. <laughs> then we also got Mr. Baylor the Great. What's up, BTG? What up, what up, what up? And then we got the rare wine connoisseur himself, Marquis. I do declare. <laughs> Welcome to the Breaks Radio. We actually don't have a lot of like individual topics on the docket today. It all depends on how like long this Grammy conversation goes. So. Uh, Mary, thanks for basically live texting the group for the Grammys because I wasn't watching that shit live. I'm glad that you held it down for the squad watching the Grammys live. Uh, so we're going to talk about a few of the winners, losers, everything from the Grammys. Uh, first, what were you, what were, and I'm coming to you first, Mary. What was the biggest surprise coming out of the Grammys for you? Well, first, before I answer that, I have to say, y'all are the wackiest motherfuckers to live text. <laughs> I can talk to myself half the night. And this isn't the only <laughs> with the versus shit. I'm like, oh my god, guys, did you see that? Yeah. Uh, and it's like nothing, like crickets. So yeah, might not be doing that with you anymore. But <laughs> um, the biggest surprise, I don't know. I don't really think there were surprises. Um, I mean, well, I will say I was very hype and happy that Nas finally won and got his flowers. So, um. Do I feel like King's Disease was the best album he's ever done and the most worthy of a Grammy? No, but listen, I'll take what I can get for him. Um, Beyonce made history, okay? Like, that's dope. And I have to say that I really did love Beyonce's adoration or happiness for Meg The Stallion. Like, that, it was really her night, if you think about it. And not for nothing, like, Beyonce was... You know, sometimes you feel like hater energy, especially among women, let's be real. Mm -hmm. And it really did feel like it was all love. Like, even just the way that Beyonce was, like, lovingly looking at her while she was making her acceptance speech. It was really, like, a beautiful thing to see during Women's History Month, no less. So I thought that was pretty dope. Um, I guess the biggest surprise for me is that I actually enjoyed the performances. Usually, you know, it's kind of hit or miss. And I felt like, like... it was an entertaining night. Um, I mean, I don't know if you wanted to get to the best performances later down the line, so maybe I should shut the fuck up. But <laughs> yeah, let's hold off on that for just a second because that that's kind of its own thing. But I will yeah. say, I will just to, just to kind of piggyback off that for just a second. Part of the reason why I don't watch um, award shows anymore is because performances have just fallen off. The performances used to be the reason why you watch live shows, and for the last few years, for me, I haven't felt compelled by any of the live performances to tune in live now going back and watching some of these after the fact i definitely feel like i i missed out so next year or the next award show i, I probably will be there live but all right uh but yeah go, keep going is there anything else you want me to kick it to somebody else um i also just want to say i felt like they did a good job with it given covid and all the guidelines and protocol I felt like they were, you know, like it was, they found a really creative way to pull it off. And the only other show that I felt like really was dope in that way during this time were the BET Awards. And when I looked under the hood, it see it. I discovered that the same producer of the BET Awards produced the Grammys. Ah, so. <laughs> okay. 
Now it's yeah. all starting to make sense. So we saved the day again. <laughs> and the world. <laughs> all right. Uh, Baylor, what did you think? Uh, the most surprising thing about that was that I was actually getting a live uh, text from Mary about the award show. Because I didn't watch that shit either. I don't watch the Grammys or the Oscars. I don't care for neither one. Okay. Honestly. That's fair. Uh, you got uh, but, water in that one. Marquee. But I, but but I would salute I salute all the black what? artists and the, and the black actors and actresses when they do win. When yeah. we get to our later topic about Nas, that's probably part of the reason why I don't watch that shit. So you know I'm I'm gonna um, jump on that and my whole you know my thought process. Anytime we do something, and black people take over, especially having a black quarterback, I'm rooting for them. So I 100% agree with that. Um, yeah, there's a lot that's going to come out in this show that um, I had to process looking at the Grammys. Um, I will, again, we're going to touch on Nas. I think that's great. <clears throat> I think the biggest snubs, and as much as I didn't care for the album, I think The Weeknd did kind of get snubbed. And maybe they saw the performance um, during the Super Bowl and was like, nah. Um, Busta, again, Busta got snubbed. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I looked at um, his his uh, nominations, he never, he's never won either. I don't know how that's possible, but he's never won a Grammy. Um, Taylor Swift, I mean, are you surprised? So, so I'll say this. I'll say, okay, I'm going to say this. I appreciate what Taylor Swift is doing, has done, and what she's redoing. So she's tackled on a whole new genre from pop to country to now folk. And it was actually a good project. I'm not going to knock the project. It was a good project. But the fact that she took the company um, and got the rights to her her music by re-recording it. Again, another artist who had to fight for that, who got fucked when they were younger, had to mm-hmm. fight for her shit. But, you know, she could afford to do it. She is, she surpassed, you know, survived the test of time, stood the test of time and things like that. But, um, again, I wasn't really surprised. I could have, everyone knew that. If she has an album, she's going to win. If Beyonce has an album, She'll win, but if Taylor Swift and Beyonce come out with an album, you know Taylor Swift's gonna win. And if Adele comes out with an album, she's gonna win. It's it's that's just how it is. Yeah. So I would love to know the criteria for, like you said, Bella, the Oscars, the Grammys. What what's the criteria to win anything in these you know perform you know these these awards, so called awards? And I guess the argument is why do we have a Soul Train award and how why do we have a the reason we do because we get snubbed for shit. But no, take it away. No, I mean. As far as like surprises, uh, there were weren't really many surprises. Like looking back at it, like for me, you guys know how I felt about the weekend's album. Like I, I don't consider that a snub either. Now, you mentioned Busta, and a, a perspective I have on that is that would Busta have won if Nas's album didn't come out this year? Depends on what the criteria is, because overall, but, but I think he was a better album, right? No, he wasn't wasn't even nominated. But, I mean, you would have to think that if not... Like, okay, so if Nas's album came off, let's say Nas didn't release the album, what is the next logical thing to take his that album's place it kind of has to be buster right i'm missing something you you would think well i mean mac miller came out with an album that wasn't even nominated there's so many albums that came out last year jack like didn't Didn't freddie Gibbs have a good album yeah 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 so so your point your point to that if they did throw buster in over Nas, over Nas, because if Nas didn't come out with an album that means they throwing us a bone Mm. okay they're throwing us a bone I mean, are they, they, they okay? So the category we're going to talk about this too. 
exist it was created in 1996. You get what I'm saying? That's the hip hop category. Whoever is the people basically saying this is the best hip hop has to offer this year. Who are these people? Number one. Number two, you're basically telling us this is what the best is. These five albums, and I swear to you, they sound like they say, you know what? Let's throw Nas in here because we gave him shit. Be a good look. And like you just said, if it wasn't Nas, it probably would have been Busta. You know, I think we we might need to do a deep dive of like all the nominees from '96 until. Oh, I got that. Oh, I pulled that up. Okay, prepare that right now. I'm not gonna do that now. No, you don't want to do that now. Trust me. <laughs> all you right. don't want to do that. All right, cool. It's cool. gonna get ugly because and, and, we'll, and we'll we got some other stuff to get into, um, and we'll talk about Nas specifically. So let's not dive too far into that topic. Um, and Mary, you mentioned it earlier. Live performances. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the, are we ready to give Silk Sonic the award for best R and B album already? Like, I because I feel like they they can just give it to him. Like all the awards, okay. all of them. All right, cool, cool. <laughs> I mean, they listen. They stole the night. I expect nothing less from them. But like, I mean, just they're so refreshing. And then when they came back out to do the tribute to Little Richard, it mm. was like, yo. <laughs> Like, they just won. They won the night, for real. So, yes. Their performance is the best. Um, the messaging of social justice was pretty dope, too. I mean, the babies was great. I loved his kind of Hamilton-ish take on, you know, like, with the, the Supreme Court justices. And, um, I mean, Lil Baby, he made a movie. Yeah. And I, he didn't win, right? Right. <laughs> but he... His performance won, that's for sure. Um, I mean, he had some cameos from Kendrick Sampson to Mika Mallory, um, who are two, you know, activists, basically, who are out here in real life. So I thought it was great. Um, Yeah, I mean, listen, the controversial thing that I don't even think is worth (laughs) discussing, but I guess we should for the culture, is the Cardi performance. Um, (laughs) It was what what you would expect that to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, I will say this. I do think that they really don't need to do all that dancing when they're not, like, trained dancers. <laughs> and, I mean, listen, they put on a great show, like, for sure. And I appreciate the effort because doing that, all that dancing is not easy. But mm-hmm. there were some moments where both of them got, like, visibly lost in their routines. And it was like, damn, like, you didn't have to do all that. You could have had all those bitches behind you, the Guardian of the Galaxy looking mm. more dancers that you had, and just, you know, did a little twerk and two step, and it would have been just as good. Like, so I don't know. That was, it, it kind of became a little overwhelming at one point, like sensory overload with that. But so basically, you, you think they try to do too much? Yes, I guess so. <laughs> but I applaud the effort because it's a lot. Like, performing is not easy. And this is why I'm not like so critical of performances. Not everyone can sing, dance, rap all at the same time. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of moving around. So I give them props for, you know, the effort. Um, I'm trying to think who else was fabulous. There were some really great performances, honestly, like too many to even remember right now. But yes, Silk Sonic is definitely the headline. And and shout out to the Grammys for allowing on such a big stage for the social justice messages to be delivered in the way that they were non-censored very raw uh there were whole productions like like little baby basically made a short film that's what he made on, on in that performance in the Gram- grammys uh baylor coming to you what did you think about any of the performances you've gotten to see from the grammys 
Yeah, so I didn't watch that part either. <laughs> okay. Well, when I, when I tell you I don't watch the Grammys or the Oscars, even after the fact, you didn't. You haven't watched anything nah. after the fact. All right, that's fair. Don't, fair. Don't, I mean, hey, if you don't like it, you don't care for it, Marquis. Yeah, there's nothing I can say on that. I, I do want to. Okay, let me let me stop and and thank everyone for making this a great great show and a, a bow. But I want to I'm gonna jump on something real quick. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Jay Z was nominated 11 times. Oh my um, god. Hip hop. <laughs> Oh boy. Eminem seven, Kanye seven, Drake five, The Roots five, Nas five. Okay. One one, M one six, Ye one four, Outkast one two, Kendrick one two. Mm. I just want to put that out there. Okay. Uh, um, okay cool. <laughs> moving, moving on. Let's get into this whole Nas finally winning the Grammy. Uh, let's break down <laughs> the nominees. I have one thing to say Go before ahead, we man. move on to that. Go ahead. That's the performances. I'm just wondering, and I think this is a question for our audience: Is Doja Cat still canceled? That's a <laughs> because good as she, I was she, live texting you guys, I was also live tweeting and live Facebooking, and not really live Instagramming. That's you know. Anyway, you're a multitasker. It seems yes, I I do multitask, and it seems like everyone was actually enjoying Doja Cat's performance, which she did a good job, okay. you know. And she's a she's someone that does traditionally dance and sing at the same time so like she was keeping up with her steps and singing it was good um so i'm wondering if she's still canceled because <laughs> it seemed like that performance everyone was feeling her again you, you know the thing is 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 as much vitriol as cancer culture has right it's only until it's the next thing to, to be canceled it's, it's in a lot of instances so while people were completely ready to to cancel Doja Cat, and they did to a degree. Since then, we got Tory Lane. Since then, we've gotten Ti and Tiny. Since then, we've gotten more Kodak Black dumb shit. And it's just, if the music is good and the performance is good, people are going to forget about it after a while. We have, people have a very short attention span for things like that. So while Doja Cat was canceled, people don't give a fuck about it. that shit. Past the news cycle, nobody gives a shit about that. Either. But uh, any anything left on Doja Cat before we get into Nas winning this Grammy? No, but I, I would like to preface this, but kind of to Marquis' point, um, I would love to reach out to somebody who works for the Grammys on behalf of the show to really see if we can get clarity on the criteria. There is no fucking criteria for the Grammys. They don't give a shit, especially well, when it comes to us. Well, there's gotta be something. Like, yeah. It's kind of like the algorithm to IG. <laughs> like It might change all the time, but there's some kind of rhyme or reason to it, so... I don't know. I would love to try to like get someone that can shed some light on that. So I'm gonna make that my mission. There you go. Yeah. Mary has her mission for two thousand the rest of two thousand twenty one. Um <laughs> to get on this Nas thing, Nas won his first Grammy. Uh nominee the other nominees in this were Black uh D Smoke with uh Black Habits. Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist with Alfredo. Jay Electronica with a written testimony. He should get a Grammy for just how long it took him to release that fucking album. And Royce the Five Nine with the with the allegory. Um, I feel like, and I know I know that we were having that conversation before that it felt like they threw threw one. I feel like the way that this nominee list fell together, not like don't get me wrong, Freddie Gibbs Gibbs had a great album. Jay Electronics al- album was solid. Royce the Five Nine, the allegory was cool, but it's not even Royce's best body of work. Like I, I I can't see any any other into this than Nas winning. So what do you what do you guys think of of, of like 
because he he hasn't won so much before. Does it at all take anything away that he won that he won in a in a down year where the competitors just aren't? Nas finally having solid production was exactly what the what the culture was waiting for. These people don't measure up to that. But what do you guys think, Marky? I'll come to you first. On I think that was it. I think that's it. I think he took a modern producer and applied his 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 um his verses his style to it and it meshed perfectly which stood the test of time. And I think that's probably what stood out. So you're right. This album would have is, is clearly better than those, the other albums um, that we're comparing it to. The only reason I say Busta is because, yes, Busta was all around a better album to me. But a modern producer who has the ear um, to the street and to the sound of music right now, mm-hmm. it, it, this, this, is, this is a perfect mix. I, I don't think anybody would dispute that. And this is why he truly deserved it. Now, I'm not going to compare it to, to his other performances, his other album, and the other albums that were compared um, to one. I'll touch on that a little bit later, but I'm just going to address what we're, we're talking about right now. So, yes, I do think it was well-deserved. I truly, I obviously don't think this should have been his first um, win, but I'll let someone else take it, and I'll jump back in later. All right. Baylor? I think this album would have been dope in the 90s. So what I'm saying is, it's kind of like the Lakers winning the championship in a bubble. We probably would have whooped y'all ass without the bubble. Mm, okay. You know what I mean? So, again, just because I don't... That's I don't a hot really, take. I'm sorry. I appreciate that man right now. I, I, I understand that I don't really care for it or, or things like that, but I am one of those... I do have an ego. So when, I, so when one of ours win one of theirs, then I'm going to continue to root. So, again... I fuck with Bus album. That Freddie Gibbs that Freddie Gibbs album was hard, but that Nas album to me is his second best album of all time. I agree with that. Uh, a whole hard second best album. Yeah. Wow. Where 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 are you ranking it, Marquis? Where are you ranking uh, King's? I didn't even think of that, but I'm not I'm I'm not putting no, not second. No, I can do that. Uh, okay. Oh, I got to think about that one. I wouldn't put it second. All right, all right. I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. Ooh. <laughs> I, I I agree with a lot of the sentiments above. I he deserved to win it. He did, and I also agree with what Marquis said earlier too. Um, he deserved to win b- before this as well. But we'll take it now. I would not rank that album, The King's Disease, as his second best. But it's definitely it was a good album. It was, and I do agree also with what Baylor said about it being good for the '90s too. So agreed, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, it it, it 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 does. It felt like a, a snapshot from back then. But the fact that, and the thing that even we didn't really talk heavily about when we review the album is the fact that he had so many features from artists now. Yeah. And they were all, they all fit. It never felt like it was inorganic. It never felt like he had those artists on those songs to try to gain a new fan base or to get noticed or to get radio play. It really felt like he strategically placed those people on those tracks and and people that he wanted to work with, like Fivo Foreign is somebody who, like, I've listened to some of his music, but, like, hearing him on a track with Nas was fucking amazing to me. Like, yeah. I, I don't use that word lightly. Like, so this album, like, and I can understand why Bailey says this is second best body of work because it fit, it fixed a lot of things that were whole, it holes in Nas's game from a mainstream standpoint, right? With us and us hip hop heads, we've always appreciated Nas, but from a mainstream standpoint, the production, the choruses were better than probably anything he ever had, and he 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 worked with people that 
it didn't feel like they were just people who had similar styles to him. It, it was outside of the box. So, like, that, I, I can understand all of that. I feel like this album was definitely worth it. And to Baylor's point, it should have won regardless. I still mm-hmm. would have liked to see Buster Rhymes' album be one of the nominees on this, uh, just personally. As much as, like, Jay Electronica's album was solid, I feel like Buster's, rhyme, Buster's album was better, but that's a conversation for another day. But, you know, that's where I stand with that. Go ahead. I agree with you. I think, you know, in, in reflecting on that, <clears throat> we know that Buster's album was better because it was a lot, a lot more. Um, for the mainstream, for the masses, Nas did do something that Busta didn't. It crossed genres. Um, it grabbed a lot of uh, um, different new artists, um, it, you know, brought to light and everything. And also people, this generation now has a respect for Nas, even if they didn't respect him like we did. So mm-hmm. I agree with that, that point. So uh, King's Disease probably should have won this. Yeah. But I, I, I got a rapid fire. Oh, okay, go ahead. Fire. Go. Go ahead with it. I'll, you, oh. you always do. Go ahead. <clears throat> oh, shit. Okay. So I had to dig. I had to do a little digging, right? And I'm gonna I'm gonna list the nominations he had, and where we could we could place this, and who he lost to. So first off, '94, Illmatic would have won. We know that, right? There's no question about that. But there was no Grammy. Well, no, 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 no. Illmatic should have won. No, there was no Grammy in '94. Yeah, that's my point. But we know it would have won. That's what I'm saying. No, 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 no. no, no. You're not hearing me. You're not listening. Oh, you're, you know it, what? Okay, now you got you. it. I got you. One. Okay. He was crowned the best rapper alive in 94, but you're right. Anything could happen then. So, 96 is when he dropped It Was Written, right? And then, oh my God. So, the album that won in 96 was Poverty's Paradise by Naughty by Nature. <laughs> Tupac, Me Against the World, Bone Thugs and Harmony, much respect to you. Um, Old Dirty Bastard returned to the 36th Chamber, and Skilo, I Wish, mm. were the nominees. It, it was written, was not at all. But he was nominated for song for If I Rule the World. Okay. In 2000, it was I Am, the rap album. I'm not going to go through all that. Performance for The Essence in 2003. In 2003, music video, One Mic. Um, the rap album, Hip Hop is Dead in 2008. The Nigger, uh, Slave and the Master, rap solo performance. The Untitled Nigger Album, 2009. Uh, Too Many Rappers, Daughters. Uh, Cherry Cherry Wine, um, Daughters, rap song. Life is Good was nominated. And the one he won for was King's Disease. So with all that said, go for it. I want to know a hell beat one mic for best video that year. One mic to me is still the best video ever. Ever? It's up there. Mm. Actually, Nas has some of the best videos. Nas, One a, Nas has a, had a lot of a lot of really good videos. I love everything is everything. Yeah, yeah. Everything is everything was my shit. But he lost to a lot of other rappers. And again, like I said, the the Untitled album. I understand why he didn't win. That was controversial. There's a lot of things behind that. But seriously, that dude got snubbed. Yeah, it like snubbed. So yeah, it, I don't know if this was like he just came out. It was perfect timing. Seriously, it was the perfect time for him I to want- drop the perfect album. Have him perform, and he didn't get his award live, hmm. so it's still somewhat of a snub. Yeah, <laughs> Unless that was his preference. So let me not speak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's about shit like that. I don't think this album was better than um, um, Life Is Good, personally. What, what, that's because we'll derail the podcast because I, I I have hot takes just on you saying that alone. Maybe next week we'll put on we'll break down the discography of Nas. Let's 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 rank that next I week. We'll put that okay. we'll put that in there that. for next week. Uh, Baylor, what do you think? Uh, and I know you've gotten to say a little bit about it so far, but go, go ahead. No, I'm just going to say the, the the main reason why I said it's his second best album to me is that you could take all those features off 
and he'll still murder that album by himself. But you can take features off of every album. He'll murder every album. There but the, no but, 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 the point is, but the point is, I think we all agree that this is his best album with the best production. Yeah, no. That's what I'm saying. Illmatic is his best album with his best production. I, I would say Illmatic, yes. And then this one, production-wise, yeah. yes. Production-wise, I would say this is the second best produced album, yes. Yeah, that's there. Illmatic yeah. was the first super produced album ever. <clears throat> okay. We'll talk about it next week. That, that's all conversations for next week. Go ahead. Keep going, Baylor. No, that's it. All right. Mary, anything that's left it. before we, we switch to the next topic? No, nope, I'm good. Until right. next week. <laughs> so be on the lookout next week. We'll be ranking uh, Nas's discography, which that is just bound to fucking devolve into some fucking craziness. Um, <laughs> let's get into the next topic, though. Candace Owens is threatening to sue Cardi B over their continued Twitter feud. First of all, why has nobody punched Candace Owens in the face yet? Like, what? What? It, why? Of, of all the things that should have happened, and she's right up there with Tariq at the at season five of Power, that she just needs her ass beat. Why has nobody pulled up on Candace Owens yet? So that's my that's my opinion, uh, Mary. I guess. I'll, so. <laughs> well, there you have it. Yeah, I guess you guys. She'll definitely press charges, Mary. Uh, you gonna be seeing Candace Owens in the mall at any point in time? Listen, you already know. But <laughs> Cardi, I that, that if Cardi B saw Candace Owens in person, it would probably be on and popping. But, um, you know, here's what I will say, though, about the foolery that went down on Twitter today. Um, so, and I guess to kind of give a little overview for people who may not be so educated on this, um, Candace Owens, you know, basically tagged Cardi B and was like, since you're my biggest promoter and, you know, basically, you know, made an announcement about an appearance she's going to make in a couple of days and, you know, kind of tagged Cardi B in that way. So then Cardi B, you know, retweets it and is like, I'm your mother. Like, you know, you call me mama, whatever. And it would just turn into like this whole big back and forth. And then, yes, it ended with them threatening to sue each other. What I will say is that at this point, Candace Owens does not deserve our energy attention or anything else. And I kind of wish Cardi B would have just ignored her ass. Like, my mom taught me a long time ago, my Southern mother, like, everything does not need a response. Except for if motherfuckers are bothering you in your face, then you whoop their ass. But, like, this whole Twitter finger shit, really, it's like, it should be beneath Cardi at this point. And yes, Candace Owens is totally using Cardi as a publicity generator. So, I'm kind of, like, annoyed that Cardi fell for it. Yeah. This is beneath us. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Marquis. Oh, you want me to say something? Yeah, go ahead, man. I got more to say about Nas' album than this shit. (laughs) Seriously, yo, seriously, it's like, oh, still still hanging on that nigga's nuts? Uh, I don't know. She's doing anything she can to get herself out there. Donald Trump ain't there for her to promote and hold his ass up or whatever. I don't know. I really don't give a fuck about this chick. And you're right. Cardi B should not have fell for this shit. But, you know, maybe she has a new album coming out, so she want to promote that. So a little beef can help promote it i don't know but yeah this i'm surprised she lasted this long she's like the hodge twins like they just need to be in your face to tell you you know oh you're still on a plantation kind of shit yeah fuck out of here uh, well, and people like like candace owens tommy lauren ben shapiro now that trump isn't in office like you see that they're like they're they're clamoring for the attention that they were getting because Trump gave them so much fuel to their fire. And now it's just to see these people who were like at the head of media for a while and the social media thing just 
all flound around. Ben Shapiro's trying to make a movie with fucking uh I forgot her name at this point. Like it's 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 embarrassing. And this is and this is the thing that why it's it was hard to ever take them seriously. Like it it there is some stuff rooted in 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 what Candace Owens says that I truly think that she thinks she's helping her people. She's an idiot, but I think she truly feels that she's doing what she can. And at this you point, it's so? just like I really do you think, think she considers. I her think people? I think she thinks she's helping black people, and that's what makes it's 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 the um the Thanos mindset, right? You are so convicted <laughs> by what you want to do that you think it's the right thing to do. That's that you are just so blinded by that that you don't see that you're doing more harm than good. Good. I would. I, I, I would have agree. To, oh, go ahead. I got to. I got to shoot Thanos some bail because at least he makes more sense than her. So that is true. I would agree with that if she didn't do it on social media. If she did it behind the scenes and did shit to push the envelope and enlighten people, but she's doing it on the stage. So well, that's why. I, that's why I feel like it. This gives me big and pock vibe. Uh, meaning, meaning that I wouldn't be surprised if this shit is staged. Damn, okay. I, I don't think Cardi B needs it. Yeah, Cardi uh, doesn't need. I it. I mean, like, hey, look, I ain't gonna lie to you. A lot of these celebrities don't need that much attention, but a lot of the celebrities like a lot of attention. Shout out to Kanye. It's that drug. Six, it's that drug. Six, no, seriously, six point six becomes a drug. Six point six billion. A lot of a lot of niggas need that drug. So I get it. She don't need it. She don't. But you never know what type of. You don't know what that fame drug turns you into. I told Meredith today, I, I heard one of the greatest phrases. When you, the moment you become a celebrity, you stop growing up because no one tells you no. Now you get attention, you got that fame drug, and that's where you're stuck at. You're stalled at that age, still seeking for attention, not growing at all, but seeking attention. And you might get, and that, that person that you turn into might get used to that energy. You know what I mean? And when you turn into that person and you're not getting that energy, and, and again, a lot of these celebrities, lost that energy because of the pandemic. And so some of them mm-hmm. had to create creative ways to keep that energy flowing. And, and again, I, I don't, I think, I think Cardi is up there to where she doesn't need to do anything like this, but at the same time, I don't, and I will never trust celebrities. So I really feel like some of this shit do be staged. And I agree with that, but I think in this case, and I could be wrong, but I think that Cardi is just so Bronx that she's not going to back down from someone who is... <laughs> Stepping to her, even if it's via tagging her in a tweet, like. But just saying that it stays doesn't mean that she doesn't really have hard feelings towards it. Again, both parties could win on this side. Yeah. Man, fuck that shit. Um, somebody please <laughs> just smack the shit out of her. But uh, yo, what up, man? It's the Geek Set Podcast, the only podcast that blend hip hop culture and geek culture together. I'm your boy Deuces. This is Lib. This is your boy Bacardi. And make sure y'all check us out every other Tuesday on the UrbanMogulLife.com or any other podcast platform. Let's go. <laughs> so we got we got some music to actually review finally. Uh this EP by Drake, Scary Hours 2. Who wants to talk about it first? It's just more of the same. Same shit. It's the same. It's the same hey, shit. I, I like. I like the one track. That's that it. He had with uh, first one. With, uh, was it with Baby? Oh no, I don't like that one. No, I like you don't like that one. one? No. I That's like the, the second. What's the first one? Uh, what's next? Everybody first went one, bonkers over like. the. Everybody went bonkers over the freestyle with um. With Rick Ross, I didn't think that shit was anything special, but you can't tell them that. You can't tell Drake fans shit, bro. 
I mean, uh, but... great songs just make really good IG captions. <laughs> like, that's, to me, the, the purpose. And I don't even do that, but I feel like that's their purpose. Like, he knows his formula, and he just rinse and repeat. Like, this is what he's doing now. Which I'm not mad at him for, because, hey, if I had a formula that was making me millions of dollars, I think I'd just... You wouldn't. This, this, you no. Know. This, you want to know why? You would grow, because you want to grow. That's the difference. True. But the way that the way that I, I look at Drake's career at this point, and this isn't to hate, this isn't to do any of that, because, you know, he, he makes fucking... He is hip-hop, unfortunately. He is music. Um, but... It's like it's like it's like yeah. if you run a really great pick and roll in basketball and it can't can't be stopped. Like the Tony Parker Tim Duncan pick and roll was the most boring shit to ever watch in the NBA in the finals, but it was the most successful thing for 12 fucking years. And at this point, that's what Drake is for. He's figured out the perfect pick and roll and he just runs the same gameplay until somebody can stop it. He's going to keep running the same play. Which leads to a great conversation that Mary brought up. Hip-hop and basketball, how they go hand-in-hand. Hand. All the time. But, but the we'll, time. we'll go on for that. I'll let, I'll let her present that. All the You're time. Right. You're absolutely right. But, uh, and, and Bale, I know you, you, you like linking everything back to sports. What do you think about that comparison I make? Do you agree? Do you don't? No, you, you're right. He figured out the algorithm. Like, he's the algorithm god. So, at this point, and, whatever he does is, is gold because – my opinion doesn't matter. I would love to have a sit down with Drake though and just tell him like, look, you as an actor, my guy, that shit is phenomenal. <laughs> as an artist, as an artist, as a pop artist, you're phenomenal as well. As a hip hop artist, eh, we have to talk about something. Okay. Would you look him in the eyes and say that? Absolutely. Like Why wouldn't I? I'm not scared. I was about And to all he's gonna do is start singing to you. That's all he's gonna start doing. He's gonna serenade the shit out of you. T-T-G, why do you hate on me? And then I'm gonna tell him, and I'm gonna tell him in a nice way. Look, I like Chris Brown a little bit more. Look, you know, Chrissy B. I think he can do everything better, but you know, whatever. All right, Mary. I mean, I think I started off. I know, by but, but like the 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 because Marquis kind of threw it back to you. Some lemon pepper on it. Put some lemon pepper on it. Come on now. Put a little stank on it. Yo, and my wife did buy me some lemon pepper seasoning. I'm a travel lemon Mm. style. Mm. I'm just, I don't know. I feel like bars. For me at this point, it's all background music now, Drake. Mm. Like it's, you know what I mean? I don't even listen to it for lyrical content. I don't think I've ever listened to it for lyrical content. (laughs) My girl? Yeah. Like it. So. Oh man! All right. Well, that is uh, Marquis. You got you. Do you have anything left to add to scary hours too? Because I know you were bumping that in a little bow wow. I know that's just word. Do right and kill everything. <laughs> bow wow. <laughs> mm. Right. Mm. I, I told you. Themes of him with the do rag though are hysterical. See, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, he's the modern day LL. Seriously. No. No. That's that's giving him way too much credit. Yeah, that's way oh, too much right no, there. You you missing what I'm saying? Beats oh, <laughs> Halo about to fuck me up. No, I'm saying the modern day. Th- no one thinks about how hood. Remember, I remember LL fucking up a burglar going to his house with his bare hands. That's some real shit. That's what we're used to. This generation, that's unheard of. This is this generation's LL. He makes no, music, listen, licks his lips. Yeah, yeah, but but at least LL got a. At least LL had a character called God. You know what I mean? And that was 
<laughs> that was a scary that game. movie sucked. Hey, look, I didn't I don't teach niggas how to shoot, and he missed on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> he missed on purpose. Very good. Man. Give me but the ball. LL, LL, LL didn't miss with that pool stick, though. We know that for a fact. Yeah. Oh, man, Marky, yeah, what do you got? that movie if y'all know it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, LL was a lyricist. He is a lyricist. And he was a poor guy. Wrote it. To be compared. I'm sorry. He wrote it. <laughs> What'd you say, Bill? I said he was a pool shark. Something <laughs> like a phenomenon. <laughs> oh, man. Just... Marquis, black people like rock, too. What you got for us this week? Man? Oh, shit. Okay. So, I, oh, shit. This week has, has kind of gotten to me. Um, Ice-T won a Grammy. Mm. <laughs> I, so, just threw, I just threw it for a fucking look. So, again, again, for body, for body count, right? Yeah, for, for body album, count, right? Yeah. Here's the thing. Throw him a bone. Throw him a bone. The album sucked. I'm sorry. I heard it. Here's it. Here's what I'm going to go. And I'm going to start like this. And I think that the Grammys has inspired me to reflect on things. So when are we going to get our credit for creating hit, for creating rock? Never. Are we ever going to get credit for that? Never. Like we created rock music, right? We, cre- well, okay. we talked about this. We created country music too. And they definitely aren't giving black people credit for creating country music. And we absolutely did. But go ahead. Okay. So folklore which is Taylor Swift's album that she won a Grammy for, for album of the year again, mm-hmm. is basically some shit that we created, right? Yeah. Okay, so we gave away hip-hop. Am I wrong? Because we gave it to the Beastie Boys. They mass-produced it. Now we got Eminem. Everybody, and I'll give Eminem a lot of credit because he actually has skills, but we no longer control hip-hop. It's now in the Asian markets and the white market. Am I wrong? We haven't we controlled hip-hop controlled... for a long time. Yeah, bro. That's... Okay, okay. So if we started doing rock again, would we get that back and get that stolen away from us? Once we it's gone, cooler. you can never get it back. You can never go home, bro. Where else will we go? We got to create mean, we something new again. Cool again. We're going to create something I mean, new and again. Think, and, and, and I think that's what Future did, try to create this whole auto-tune sound, that lean kind of... Are we giving Future credit for creating auto-tune sound now? Is that what we're doing? No, 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 no. Okay. No. I know that's T-Pain and the rest of them. But <laughs> he, made it, he made it where it went to hip-hop and that whole lean genre... Where the mumble raps, mumble mumblecore started with him. Am I right? Okay, true, true. Okay, so that whole genre and the rest of these rappers right now are a product of that. All I'm saying is, wherever we go from here is electronic or whatever the fuck. If we start picking up guitars again, now that Triple X did that, he actually had an album that sounded a little bit like a Kurt Cobain mixed with a little hip hop kind of fusion. But if we ever went back to that genre again and made it something, do you think it would become the trend again? Because that's what we do is set trends and it get taken away from us. Like Supreme, like Gucci, and the rest of them shits who just happen to pop off off of our backs. And the rest of the Latinx culture who decides to just step in the door and just take credit for shit that we kick down the doors for. I'm just asking, as a black person, other black people. Here's the thing. Is once anything gets in the zeitgeist, it's no longer whoever created it. That, that's universal to anything. What makes it worse in our experience and what's highlighted is that how much more shit are you guys going to take from us? I guess as much as we allow them to take. Because the only thing we can do now is talk about killer niggas because that's what we can get on the radio. Or we can make some shit that you just don't understand. That's the only thing black people can do unless you're Drake. But he's a light-skinned nigga, so you can get away with it. No light-skinned slander well, on this podcast, good sir. But go ahead, Mary. He lighter than you too, sir. I think that, well, I don't know about me. Anyway. I'm darker than you, Mary. (laughs) Go ahead. 
<laughs> anyway, we're not going to have colorism here, okay? <laughs> I rebuke this messaging. Um, I think that what hip-hop has, modern-day hip-hop has morphed into is an amalgamation, honestly, of rock and alternative and what we used to know as hip-hop. I mean, XXX wasn't the only one that did that. Juice World definitely had a lot of alternative um, influence. Yeah, even Trippy Red does, lot, too. What? Trippy Red did, too. I know. I got it. Right. Trippy Red. Even some of Little Baby and the Baby stuff is very, you know, you could hear some alternative influences there. And in mm-hmm. a lot of instances, they sometimes start kind of half singing in an alternative kind of way. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's very much um, the influence is still there. Will it go back to the way that it was in like the 90s, like uh, in the mm-hmm. heyday? No. But I think that it really is kind of like a gumbo of all of those genres of music now. And I mean, again, we've said this previously, hip hop really has morphed into pop. Mm-hmm. And that's I, that, a mixture of all that. I one, guess where, where I'm going with this is <clears throat> we're not going to go anywhere until we decide where we're going to go and someone else to mass produce it and take away from us. That's all I'm saying. What we did with rock, we made rock and they got taken away from us. What we did with hip hop, what we did with R&B, what we did with soul. I mean, it's taken away and it's mass produced. And now who's winning Grammys off the back of us? Here you are. So whatever we do next, are we going to own it? Because we gave away verses. Are we going to own anything? Are we going to own a sound? Are we going to own a company? What are we going to own? Well, we're, we're working towards ownership, right? Like, at least at this point now, the artists are finally, for the most part, in control of their own. Like, th- that was the first step. For so long... These artists were making music. They didn't own their masters. They didn't own their publishing. They didn't own shit. Now we're yeah. at least at a standpoint now where people have the platform to own their own stuff. Now it's up to them to hold on to ownership of it. We talked a couple of, about a month ago about Lil Wayne selling Young Money and that mm-hmm. whole catalog away. Mm-hmm. That catalog could have been worth billions in, in 10 to 15 years. When you think about mm-hmm. having all of... Drake's and Nicki Minaj's catalog up until their le- mm-hmm. most recent albums, that alone, and then everything from the from the Carter one all the way to the Carter three, I think is is what he owned as well. Like it, it, it's ridiculous that a catalog like that is, regardless of what you think about the music or the artist, that was a special catalog to own. And the fact that that was sold away, what it is, and that's that's the thing. As much as we say and we try to blame these these entities and these companies for mass producing our music or our culture. The thing is, is that the people who are creating it need to want to hold it because everyone wants to make money. Their first mindset is on making money. So they sell what they have. Mm -hmm. Even Wu Tang. Let's, let's be, let's look at what Wu Tang did in selling that album. Like, so people want to make money. We need to find out now a way to make money. And then not only to, to focus on the making money now, but we need to be educated on what the, in the long run the money that we can make, that future sale. And that's that's what the companies and the and our counterparts have always had their mind on, is that they look at you that they can make $5 off you now, but by owning your publishing, they can make $100 off you six years from now. And that's the thing that, we, that our people have never stayed focused on. Go ahead. So segue, shout out, speaking of the Carter, shout out to Maverick. Shout out to LeBron for getting a piece of the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. That's where you go. And shout out to Pat Mahomes for getting a piece of the Royals. That's what I'm talking about. That's legacy. That's holding on to shit and getting into and making a dent into those franchises so we can get some ownership in. Where I'm tying this in from rock to that 
again, I just want to make sure that we, the culture, sustain it, grow it, and do something with it. So it doesn't have to sustain music either. Like I said, LeBron is still part of that culture. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. And Maverick and the rest of the... Go ahead. So there's two things that are stemming from this. I don't know if you guys heard, but like just this week, I believe it was Anita Baker who kind of asked all her fans not to stream her stream her music because she's in a battle right now for her masters. So, you know, I think the wokeness is now here. I mean, look, even she's an older artist who, you know, is now like, oh, hell no. The days of us giving this away are over. Mm -hmm. Um, But to your point, Marquis, where you're going with the ownership and like how it's not just in music but all these other john all these other factions i guess encompass hip-hop culture it reminds me of a conversation you and i were having this week where it's like what really is hip-hop culture and i think that might be like you know a question that we really should ask our audience and kind of come back next week on because i mean we said earlier you said how you know basketball has always been viewed as a part of hip-hop culture not so much football, probably because of the, the NFL's, you know, issues with systemic racism or at least addressing it. Um, but, yeah, like, what really are the, the factors that make up hip-hop culture? Our creativity. Well, right, but, but so is it anywhere where there are Black people or are these other, you know, minority groups a part of it as well? Who, I mean, a lot of who, cr- who, who created hip-hop? Black people. <laughs> Where the Browns and what color were they? Black, black. Okay. All right. <laughs> but who made it mainstream? It belongs to us, though. Who made it mainstream? And because it was supposed day, to die and, out with us. Wasn't and it? Day, no, it doesn't die out because it was born in. I don't want to get. I you. agree with you. I agree <laughs> with you. But hear, hear me out. The most Grammy-winning person who got nominated seven times, won six, was Eminem. And Beastie Boys was a carbon copy of Run DMC, had more mainstream success than Run DMC. Right. That's because we don't. Okay. Well, it, okay. But that, but that's only taking initially because you still have to give it to what NWA was able to do and make, right. they, they definitely played a part in making hip hop and gangsta and gangster rap at that mainstream. Like, so hip hop always has these splinters, right? Hip hop isn't one thing. Hip hop is, and that that goes back to Mary saying it's this gumbo. Hip hop is it's all encompassing for one because it's reflective of us and we are everything. So like there's a many different lanes you can you can go with, with hip hop and music in general. That that is why almost every type of music is rooted somewhere in our culture because we do it all. So part of what brought this conversation up, right? I don't know if you guys saw this bit of news, and I meant to bring it to your attention. Um. So a cast member or a former cast member of Hamilton uh, basically wrote like an op-ed piece saying that anyone who was a key decision maker or an originator of Hamilton was either white or white passing with, you know, white skin privilege. And then also there were some, you know, like homophobic things there. But whatever the case is, it did make me stop for a minute because, A, I'm a huge fan of Lin-Manuel Miranda, especially his work. I mean, you know, In the Heights is, like, one of my favorite plays ever, and I'm super hyped that the movie's coming out, as you guys probably know, ad nauseum, because I've been sending you <laughs> the trailer and all the announcements in our group t- chat. Um, so, to, And I always looked at him as a part of the culture. But then to kind of read that maybe, just maybe... <laughs> There is a separation, at least in his own mind and in how he treats our people. 
that kind of threw me. And then it made me start thinking. I mean, obviously, like Hamilton in the Heights, you know, these Freestyle Love Supreme, which was an amazing, genius, you know, long-running Broadway show that the premise was freestyle hip-hop, right? Like, the audience, it was an interactive show with the audience where the audience would pick topics and the characters would freestyle rhyme about those topics. That's basically what it was. Um, so, like, that's all the culture, but, like, <laughs> again, kind of to Marquis's point, does it belong to us and we've been robbed, or is this something we're sharing? I don't know. Like, it's, and I'm not saying I have the answer. I'm pos- putting it out there. I'm still pondering this myself. So, I'll say it's both. <laughs> yeah, it's a mixture of both. It's a mixture of both because it's the 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 thing that I think has always separated it and made it an issue is not just the fact that people use imitate or or it's that they stop paying respect to where it's all started from, and that's right. what like makes somebody like Eminem different. Eminem is is so respectful of our culture, um, and and battle rap and hip hop. In general, and so that's why when people say things like he's a, he's an outsider, people even within the culture argue back against that because how can you call somebody an outsider who not only grew up in it but is so respectful of it at the same time? So it, it's, it's one of those conversations that it can go everywhere. I agree with you on that because he paid homage to it. And this is why Lord Jamar's argument is irrelevant to me. Like anything Lord Jamar said, first off, you weren't even the best rapper in your own group. You actually the worst rapper in your own group. I don't give him any credence. So I never doubt Eminem, but I'm saying like, and it's probably like a, um, uh, the, the, the fucked up part about it is he's, he has to bear that burden where I'm white and I'm celebrated. It's in hip hop, but he doesn't appreciate the culture itself. So I'm never going to knock him. I'm just saying, looking at it, where are we going? Where, what's, what's being taken away from us? And like you said, you pose the question perfectly. Are they working with us or are they just basically taking the spotlight from us off of our backs? Like JLo. Right. Uh-huh. Well, I feel like we all did give her a pass like 20 years ago with um real when she dropped the n-bomb the n-bomb mm-hmm. and yeah that that's a decision we the culture regret yeah so that was my point again i don't want to dig too far into it the, the whole black people like rock two segment i'm glad you all shared appreciate it i assume <laughs> we're supposed to go on a break but you know what? We're not there. So I'm going to dig back into these Grammys. How about that? I cannot. I, I have to. I'm sorry. I have to. No, no the hell you on. are not. We are going to go ahead and get into Snowfall <laughs> Season 4. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey look, at, look, at, look at me. I was like, <laughs> Cause I was gonna go in, bro. Uh, you you, you want to talk about a stone cold intro? <laughs> you said, "Hey, he was about to go rogue all the way." Like Marquis said, "Oh, oh, Hayes is gone. Fuck it, I got this." <laughs> <laughs> this, Mar- this, this, Mar- this, Mar- this Marquis, Hayes gone. <laughs> oh yeah, ain't that some it's shit? Oh man, Green, Green um, is about to turn up. <laughs> season four, <laughs> Snowfall. We've been catching up slowly but surely on this uh, this season of what I think is truly one of the best you written no shows. Choice but to catch up slowly but surely. Yeah. It's the slowest show, but it's the best show. But go ahead, sorry. But you know what? It does, that's the thing. Like, yeah, the storytelling can be very slow at sometimes, and even the episodes. But still, at the end of every episode, it's like, damn, is it over already? Yeah, especially yeah. with the cliffhangers that they've been on. Yeah. 
for sure. For sure. Go ahead, Bradley. You can take it first, man. What you, what you been thinking about Snowfall so far, the most recent episode? It's the timeline that, that that's really getting me. Um, their own pace of, of I want to see how I just want to see how the, the the rest of the season ends up because, like I said, them them implementing the gang culture and how thick it was in LA at that time mm-hmm. is key to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially the last the last scene. I I got a lot of text messages about that, and I was like, look, as sad as it was, that was reality out here. You know what I mean, and it it, it was it was a pretty that was a pretty graphic scene for me to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, I see how they're trying to put it all together. So yeah, that's a tough one right there, <laughs> Mary. I mean, I agree. It's like I appreciate the realism in the show because there's no gang war that you know. My mom used to always say, "Bullets don't have no names on them." So. Clearly, you know, women, children all become, you know, unintentional casualties when you're in these situations. Um, I'm wondering what what that does to Leon as a character, because he could go one of two ways. Right. He could become even more cold hearted or he could be like, I need to get the fuck out of this game because, you know, I'm so I'm so glad you said that because someone asked me about Leon. I was like, he can only go two ways. He's either going to turn into a monster, mm-hmm. or he's going to leave the game alone completely. Right, but I had a also, prediction. that's not something you just quit. Like you don't give two weeks notice. So leaving right. the game alone completely means he's going to have to like leave town or some shit. So, and I, like I got him, a prediction. So I don't want to see him do that. But then on the same token, you know, him staying means I think he's going to have to get. It's a war. Know, gangster, like more mm. so. And then what's going to happen to Wanda? She's going to get clean, and then what? I mean, listen, real talk, she saved their lives in that moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yep. so I don't know. I feel like that's interesting. Um, I don't know. I feel like it It seems like, at least from the previews, <laughs> That like that even Franklin and Leon are gonna kind of be at war, and I don't like that. <laughs> but I get it. But I don't like it. So no. let me take it. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. I think my take on all this, like I always do, the best thing for me is to let the whole season record, so I can watch the whole thing in one shot, like you said with Justice League. Here's my prediction. <clears throat> He's going to kill Franklin, and that's going to be season finale. He has to. The only person, because he that right there is an awakening for him. Like he watched him, Franklin, kill his boy, the only person that can get close enough to kill to take Franklin out because he is the poison would be him. That's my prediction. So mm. then that's the series finale. Because that, that would be it. That would be it. It's not going to be this season. It's not going to be this season. But the person that's going to get close enough to take him out, because that's the only way, because Franklin is always going to think. He, he basically said... He's doing this for people, for the people, for the people, our businesses. No, he's doing this for himself. He's not recognizing that. He's not doing this for our people. He basically created the crack culture, and he's killing our people. He's the virus now. The only person that's going to be able to take him out is, I'm sorry, that's what's going to be the finale. The government created the crack system. Yeah, you know what I mean. But he also helps, he supplied that shit like a mother. The RZA created crack. Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang. And he would. (laughs) (laughs) 
But that's uh, my theory. That's my theory. Well, here's the thing. So this is now applying real life logic to the show, which may not. I mean, um, there's only two ways out for a, a kingpin, right? Like dead or in jail. <laughs> So I don't well, know. If I can go to Cuba. Well, right. You got to get over that body of water, but. I, so you got you okay. So you say the see the series finale ends whenever Franklin dies, right? Is that basically what I'm gathering? For me, that's what I see. When Franklin dies, that's it. I, I see this going the power out. I see Franklin dying or whatever, and then we get flash forward. 20 years later, and Franklin or Leon's son is is running the gang empire. We get a spinoff. And if they do that, I'll be pissed. <laughs> like, what? like Breaking Bad, leave shit alone. Or but, but Better Frank- Call Sal is amazing, though. So, I mean. That's different. That's a prequel. That's a prequel. True. Or does Franklin become an informant? That, too. And get some kind of immunity based off of his relationship with Reed slash Teddy. <laughs> Whatever we calling him. Yeah, but that still doesn't that still doesn't save him from the streets. Well, somewhat. They'll relocate him to like Iowa and he'll be <laughs> he'll have a new name and identity. That's not who he is though. And back I don't in, see that. really could, you know, now with the technology, you really are never off the grid. But back in those days, moving to another state really did give you a new chance at life. Like yeah. based on who he is as a person, he gets off on this that power i can't see that for him we don't know I where it's gonna go franklin, though franklin is too clever to get taken out i mean he, the was, only he, got, he got shot by the person he loved i i think he well i mean to her point you know this was a person that he was in love with right mm-hmm. it's not too many people that can get that close i mean he it was her exactly you can, you exactly. Can say, you can say his family and that's about it he has a very small circle um, and who's the one person he's still trying to get in touch with to make things right with I mean, look, it's when you're dealing with those when you're dealing with those demons, man. That, you can't trust Leon, anybody. Which is our point with Leon. Leon is going to be dealing with those demons. Yeah, I know that, and he's going to be trying to get. You know what? The only person who can control or neutralize Franklin would be Leon. There's no other adversary. I'll actually, I'll say this. I think the total opposite. I think Leon is going to get killed. Mm. Where do we think Man Boy is going to go? I think Man Boy will go to hell Leon. very soon. That's where I hope. <laughs> He ain't going because we—that—that's the character you love to hate. The characters you love to hate don't go anywhere. Mm, you can create new characters for a while. You love to hate. Him and his velour suits. <laughs> hey, hey, he—they're not he gonna be, do character development off the fly. Hey, he be decked out though. No, I think Man Boy's gonna kill Leon. I think that's overdue. I think okay. one of them to kill each other. David. They have to. They have to. Yeah. Man Boy's gonna die. Leon's not gonna die. That nigga name is. Remember this recording. We're gonna reference this one. Shoot that nigga. Um, (laughs) (laughs) from the woods, he's still alive too. The dude, Stacy, from the woods, that nigga crazy, super crazy. He's not, and he's not even in character. (laughs) He's actually not like that. Have you ever seen an interview with him, like, not acting? Oh, I've met the nigga plenty of times uh, in real life. Well, yeah, you should. I forgot who I was fucking talking to, you know. <laughs> Is it like the little John Snip from Chappelle? I'm sorry, <laughs> sir. <laughs> that, that's why I said that's why I said the nigga that's not even that's not even a character. Mm. All right. So what about Jam and Jerome? I feel like he's starting to get tired of all this shit. Hey man, when Jerome die, I'm gonna be so sick. That's yeah, like the best, everybody that's like the best, you know best uncle ever. You know he's gonna die. Yep. 
True. He he be ready. What's up? This nephew? is this is going to end very much like Breaking Bad ends. Either Leon's gonna die or everyone around him's gonna die. There's no way around that. It's it's either everyone he's close to has to die one by one, or it's him. There's no other way that this ends. I gotta say this though. Like these arrogant and I mean just selfish ass niggas know what type of lifestyle that they're in. You know, you know, you have a child in the back seat. At this point, bro, you just pull off. You don't I, even engage I, into anything like that, bro. For real. Yeah. And you know what I was gonna say too. Not for nothing, but and again, I don't want to sound judgy, whatever. Because I mean, sometimes I look back at situations I was in when I was a teenager, and I'm like, how am I alive? But you know, uh, not as a mother. Like when you have a kid, you gotta know that you can't be rolling around with dudes who are about that life. Like, that's true too. Not that like yeah. it was her fault or she deserved it or anything, but it is like, come on, bro. Like <laughs> that's true too. That's true too. I mean, it, it it's true. You know, some 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 women and kids are in a situation that is hard for them to get away from. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. yeah. We know. But uh, let's get into our last topic for today. Being a mom is probably the most rewarding thing that I've ever done. I have my own company, but I'm a mom first. A young of a mom, it's not an experience like any other. When you're young, you're growing with your kid. You're growing into that identity. Developing and creating a community of moms that are basically sharing information with one another so that we can be stronger moms. Perfect imperfection, beautiful chaos, doing the best you can every day, falling down nine times but getting up ten. As long as you are led by love, you kind of can't lose. Moms coming together to share information so that we can be great parents for our, our children. Us being the change we wanted to see in the world. Yum came into existence. But uh, I figured with with uh Nas finally winning this Grammy it would be a great way to end the show on uh us each giving you know one or a couple of uh albums that we that never really won awards that we feel should have so uh who wants to take this one away first I mean after we've done a whole show like that <laughs> albums that should have won awards that didn't yeah. shit Well I'll tell you one person who I felt like got snubbed on Sunday, my girl Janae Iko. <laughs> mm. But I will give her much props because she tweeted right after she didn't win. Um, you know, one of the lines from her song with Nas actually, 10,000 hours. And she was really like, I know what it's like to lose, do you? <laughs> and was really like, LOL. So good that she could make fun of herself and all that. But I felt like that was foul, what they did to her. I got mine is easy. Mine came to me so fucking easy that it was that it. I'll give it first. We got it from here. Thank you for your service. A tribe called Quest. Wait, what? That what? They should have won a Grammy. You said absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. For the first two albums, absolutely. Yeah, three albums. Yeah, three albums. So. Okay. Anyone else? You guys still? Oh thinking? yeah. Go you, ahead. Oh. <laughs> Just looking it up. Shit. Well, obviously, Buster. Clearly, Buster. Apparently, Brian McKnight nominees. has 17 nominations, but never won. Who? Oh. Brian McKnight has 17 nominations, but never won. Oh, wow. Oh. 
Hey, Mar- Marquise, can you, real quick, uh, I need you to look this up. How many nominations does Soulja Boy have? Probably the same amount Bow Wow does. Okay, so that's that's my argument. That's my okay. argument. Okay. Like I love that argument. Snoop Dogg won, uh, was nominated for 16, never won. Man, that's crazy. He over there cooking with white women. This nigga still ain't. Word. I know, right? Like, dude is... Mm, Katy Perry, never won. And she got a song with Snoop Dogg. That's fucked up. Word. Diana Ross only won a Lifetime Achievement, but no Grammys. Notorious oh, B.I.G.? He never won one? Never won a Grammy. Well, you know, he only had, you know, you know, he was, you know, that's fucked up. Again, his album came out, what, 95? Right before... That sounds about right. 96, yeah. Nicki Minaj never won. Tupac never won a Grammy. Wow. Blake Shelton. <laughs> We about to go. Yeah. This has already jumped the shark in two minutes. Well, I have one though. Okay. Um, I will say this: <laughs> the all-time most infamous Grammy moment. Oh. I mean, y'all already know what this is. When ODB <laughs> interrupted the program to tell everyone that Wu Tang was for the children. For the children. <laughs> so you know, I always have to be on brand with my Wu. And that's gonna mm-hmm. uh, out of I, out of out of DB. all of this, the one album that that is from a legendary artist that is somebody who's of the culture that never won a Grammy, the over Tupac, over Biggie, over Nas up to this point was Beware of the Dog. <laughs> we done. We done. Have a good night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. This has been another episode of the Race Radio. I did like that Run the Jewels album. That was a pretty good album. Oh yeah, Run the Jewels definitely. Uh, Mary, go ahead and give me your social media. Let's get the fuck up out of here. I'm at Miss Mary Almonte on all social platforms, and you could also see me at Younger Moms and at Just Spice with the Y. Tee hee hee. He didn't raise his eyebrows. I was waiting for him to raise up. I know. Yeah, at this point, he's tired. Like, yo, you can make this connection or not. I mean, listen, stay tuned for some. Yo, maybe. give her a shout out on his review, his album review of uh, uh his movie review of Coming to America. Yeah, yeah I gave her legs a, a, a shout out, but uh, uh <laughs> spread for me. That's not what I. That's not what I said. Stop, Baylor. Go ahead, give me your social media. Molly Cyrus had an album too. <laughs> okay, at Baylor the Gray on all social media platforms. BTG for president. Overrun with BTG part of the Rare Science Network. Two announcements I want to make. One, I do want to bring to uh, to the breaks me uh, to the breaks radio, and that is I'm starting up uh, Art Culture Hall of Fame. And the criteria is PTSD, impact, longevity, and originality. And this will be, uh, to give you an example, the first episode has already been made and I've already voted. There will be five nominations. Only two can get in per episode. And so to give you an example, baseball hat, uh, slap, slap boxing, hot wheel track, ass whoopings, iceberg, and syrup sandwiches is the first five nominations. Second, I'm in clubhouse court. And I'll be in court next week, uh, next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. I'm in court, uh, and it's because I like malto meal, brown sugar malto meal. So uh, majority of the jurors are from Ohio, believe it or not. And there are some from the East Coast. 
No, Black Paco's not on there. I don't even think he's on uh, Clubhouse yet. I don't think so. But, yeah, so I'll be in court for that, fighting for my life. If I do lose that court, uh, that case, then everybody that's a part of that particular room has control over my Twitter ad before a whole week. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. All right, well. I have nothing with stakes that high, Marquis. You want to go ahead and give me social media? We ain't news? following that shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's the follow? God damn. South City got a dope album. Shout out to Ohio's finest. <laughs> God damn, motherfucker. <laughs> don't shoot a nigga? Shit. God damn. How the fuck do you follow some shit like that? I don't know. Barely be coming out of left wing with that shit, but that's awesome. Yo, two things. Y'all about to drop this shit. It's about to happen. Y'all tune in. Uh, apparently, we're going to be reviewing this movie coming out. I like that pick. You about to pick that fro or that beard? You going oh, up and down? The beard, the beard. Word, word. We're about to review that movie, that four-hour movie. I'm down with that. Um, yeah, I ain't plugging us, nothing else in. I, I just, whatever BTG's doing, because it sounds like it's some important shit happening. So, I'm good. <laughs> you can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H-A-I-Z-E, but I need everyone, everyone who's under the sound of my voice, to go to the Instagram page of Just Spice and leave under the comments, Catherine, get at Hayes. That's all I need everyone to do. I'm weaponizing the followers and the listenership. That is go under Just Spice Instagram page, and I don't give a fuck what the post is. Leave that. That's what. That's all it is. Did she got, did she got Twitter? I don't know. Hashtag get that. Hashtag get that ass. <laughs> You, you can follow us collectively at The Breaks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, thebreaksradio.gmail.com. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 614-547-2039. We are the number one podcast for the culture. And this week, we out this bitch. Bullshit. Your lordship. Niggas talking yachts and some more shit. I used to run the block, now I'm corporate. Hopping out, you know with sun when the doors lift. Whole squad hot the burners. Mets hat in the sky like Bobby Smurder. They watch me like the chip, court side at the rucker. Flow only getting tougher. She begging me to cuff her. Brooklyn sweet chick, waffles with raspberry butter. Wear a mink at the roller rink, middle of the summer. If I can't get it done, I got soldiers with me to cover. Queens get the money, we only stacking it up with. Cheese stay icy, cause shit is spicy. She on demon time, I get her a timepiece. Panic. Niggas not lit, not like me. Can't get nothing by me, my mind in 2090. K-L-O-K-A by Pricey. Cost money, beat the charge money. Fast money, push the start money. Large money, Escobar money. Uh, little advice, always add spice. Always get the liquor with the ice. Moving the fuck on, because you motherfuckers fucking Marquis trying to go rogue and take over the fucking show. I was gone for two minutes. This motherfucker just was going to go all... You should be gone for two minutes then. (laughs) And Mary allowed it to happen. What the hell? She's just sitting back just allowing this shit to happen. Listen, that nigga, I, that nigga I, broke that flute out so fast. Wu-Tang, <laughs> <laughs> nigga. You better diversify your bonds, nigga. <laughs>